Okay, cool. All right, sweet. Drew Bledsoe, everybody, uh, former Super Bowl champ, four-time Pro Bowler, and current business owner. Uh, Drew, I'm great, super grateful to have you on. I've uh, been trying to get you on for a while, so super pumped, and uh, I'm honored to hear about your story, man. Thanks for joining. Yeah, man, happy to be with you, man. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, we were uh, just talking a little bit about it, but, um, you know, first, talk about how you grew passion for the game of football and uh, you know, maybe talk about those college years. Were you always thinking about going pro or, you know, maybe even talk about, you know, were you thinking about going into business early on? I mean, what, what was going on through your head during those early uh, young years? Yeah, well, you know, I grew up, my dad was a football coach. So I grew up around football, you know, I was out on the practice field with him and he was coaching high school football forever. And so I always, always loved the, the, the game of football. Uh, went off to Washington State. I was there for uh, two and a half years, played three seasons. Um, you know, I didn't really know what I was going to do if it didn't involve, uh, you know, getting to continue to play football, but I, I was, uh, my, my, uh, my degree, uh, was in, uh, English with a business minor. So I figured, you know, football didn't work out. Uh, if I knew how to write a little bit and knew a little bit about business, I could maybe figure something out. And so, uh, but as luck would have it, the, you know, the football thing worked out and I got to go do that for 14 years, man. It was awesome. Uh, you know, childhood dream come true. Like it is for so many, uh, young people in the United States to get, you know, and I think really all over the world to get to play a game for a living, man. It's the, uh, you know, it's, it's the right, the realization of a dream, you know, it was really, really cool. So, um, and then, you know, beyond that, I really didn't know what was going to be next, but, uh, you know, my wife and I both started to develop a passion for wine while I was playing ball. And as luck would have it, my little hometown in Walla Walla, Washington, where I grew up while I was off playing ball, became one of the great wine grape growing regions in the entire world. Uh, and so when I transitioned out of ball, it was, it was cool to be able to go back home and start a business. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you're exposed to a ton of stuff at a young age, right? So, I mean, all these leadership skills, right? Like, you know, I can't even imagine it, man. Like, you know, coming out of college, right? I mean, you were the number one pick um, in the NFL draft and, you know, you're starting for the Patriots and they're trying to resurrect themselves as an organization and you killed it with that. So, I mean, talk about how those, those experiences as a, you know, at a young age, right? Like, you know, you were exposed to that. Talk about that and mental, mentally. It was pretty crazy, man. Um, you know, I was 21 uh, when I uh, got to New England, uh, starting quarterback right away. Uh, so I had to step into the huddle as a 21 year old and lead these grown men, you know, like dudes with families and yeah. you know investment portfolios and you yeah. know real lives and uh you know guys that were you know a lot older than I am a lot more experienced than I was and um you know so early on I just kept my mouth shut and went to work you know um didn't really feel like I had uh the the right to speak up and have a voice uh when I was only 21 uh but I figured if I worked it you know worked as hard as anybody else showed up before anybody else got there stayed after everybody else was gone um you know eventually I could earn some credibility um, but it was crazy, man. You know, I came out there to new England and, you know, growing up in the West, you know, we, we love our sports, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's fun. It's so, you know, we like to watch our teams and support our teams. When I got to new England, man, I learned that out there sports is more like a religion, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? like people, people live and die their sports in new England, you know, and, uh, it's really part of their identity. Um, and so, you know, that was kind of an awakening for me. It was eye opening to, uh, uh, to see how seriously they took their sports out there. And it was, uh, and that made it fun though, you know, made that challenge more uh, intriguing, you know, to see if we could, 
you know, take a franchise that, you know, let's be honest, they earned the right to have the number one overall draft pick because they weren't very good, <laughs> you know, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah. the teams that I was a part of, you know, we really, we, uh, um, you know, we were able to change culture uh, and, you know, got the Patriots to, uh, you know, back to the playoffs for the first time and into a Super Bowl. And, and uh, you know, and obviously from there, they went onward and upward and became really the, 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 you know, greatest sports dynasty in modern, you know, and, uh, you know, modern sports history, you know, uh, you go back to some of those, like those Yankees teams and the Celtics back when Bill Russell was playing, some of those could, could lay claim to the greatest dynasty of all time. But, uh, you know, but the Patriots certainly in the modern sports world were the best dynasty. And so it was cool though, to be there when we, when that culture was changing and, and the, uh, the, the uh, organization started heading the right way. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, I mean, out of the coaches that you've played under, I mean, with Parcells and Pete Carroll and Belichick for a short period of time, did you, did any of them teach you stuff about like an entrepreneurial success, like in terms of leadership? Like, I know it's, I know it's tough, but like out of those three coaches, like who did you from the most or who did you feel like benefited or contributed to most of your career? Uh, A professional athlete or entrepreneur? You know, the interesting thing is with uh, with those three guys that you just mentioned, with Parcells and with Pete Carroll and then with Belichick, um, you know, outwardly and personality wise, they're very different. You know, Parcells was just this big personality. He loved being in front of the media. He loved, to, you know, being in front of the cameras. And it was always just a show. Um, you know, Pete, uh, you know, was all like positive energy and upbeat and, and yeah. all of that. And then and then Belichick, you know, it's it's. it's sort of famous for being, uh, you know, the guy with no personality, you know. Um, but when you strip away the personality side of it, uh, the things that they did that allowed them to be successful are all extremely similar. You know, it was about attention to detail. It was about preparation. It was about execution. It was about discipline. It was about being where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be there. Um, you know, it was, uh, uh, you know, about having smart players on the field. You know, they all three of those guys really liked having smart football players so they could do more. Um, so, you know, when you talk about what, you know, going from ball into business, you know, at a high level, uh, quarterbacking a football team and running a business are very, very similar endeavors. You know, the things that allow you to be successful as a quarterback are the things that same things that allow you to be successful in business. You know, and you got, first of all, you, you got to have a great team around you. Uh, and I've got a great team at the winery. Um, really found out a lot about our team there going through this uh, craziness we've been through with the, you know, worldwide shutdown and all of that stuff. And and uh, our team just showed up and went to work, repurposed all of their time, canceled all of our events, but found other ways to be effective. And um, so, you know, you start there, you got to have a great team. Uh, you've got to have a an outstanding plan you know you spend a lot of time planning whether it's football whether it's business you spend a ton of time planning um, and then you have to go execute that plan and oftentimes something unexpected hits you whether it's uh you know in football whether your left tackle you know sprains an ankle or your best receiver goes down or um you know a defense comes out and plays a defense you didn't expect or you got to deal with weather you know uh, you know buffalo when i was playing for the bills Man, there were so many games where weather was the number one uh, impact on the game. You know, whoever managed the weather the best was going to win the game. You know, and then that goes into business, too. We spend so much time planning in the wine industry and and developing plans for what we're going to do. And then invariably, um, you know, after you've spent all this time on this plan, something hits you and you've got to throw that plan out and start over uh, or you've got to adapt on the fly. So there's just 
there's a there are a ton of similarities um, between the two endeavors, and and uh, uh, it's been fun to uh, you know to explore how you can um, you know take you know one skill set and transition it into a, a different uh, different arena. Right. Absolutely. So when was it? Um, did you really start thinking about uh, aspiring to be like an entrepreneur or starting your own business throughout your career? Like, you know, was it with the Patriots? Was it with the Bill? Was it with the Cowboys? At one point, were you really thinking, man, like, I, you know, you mentioned earlier, like, I really want to start a winery. Um, well, at one point, were you really thinking about, about that? Probably started thinking about um, that transition about halfway through my career. So I played 14 years. It was probably after like year seven or eight where I started to, you know, I mean, when you play football, you're, you kind of have to be 10 foot tall and bulletproof. That's just kind of how you have to be wired. But, you know, after you get to a certain age, you start to realize, okay, maybe this isn't going to last forever. Now, Tommy's trying to prove that wrong, right? He's going to try and play till he's 50. But, um, but for most of us, you know, that, that it comes to an end. And so I started to try to develop a plan for what was going to be next about halfway through my career. Uh, and then, uh, um, so, you know, started thinking about it when I was in new England, the cool thing for me was uh, that, that really was the inception of the whole deal was that, uh, um, you know, when I was out there, a lot of my buddies, uh, that I was playing ball with were also into wine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, so when they would come over to the house, I would tell them, Hey, just bring a bottle of red wine. So they bring some wine over. Uh, I would always go grab something from Walla Walla, which is my hometown, right? Oh. And so we would do these blind tastings. We put all the wine in paper bags and we would taste through them and just see which one we liked the best. Um, and when we did that, these Walla Walla wines would win against some of the big boys from Napa, from Bordeaux, you know, all, and so that's why I was kind of like, wait, wait a second, you know, maybe, you know, maybe my little hometown is a place I could go and actually start a business, you know, go back home and start a business. And, uh, and not just make wine, but make wine that would compete on a world stage. Um, and so that's really where that idea, you know, started to come from. Uh, and then, uh, you know, over time started to put more uh, thought and more planning behind that. And then really what it came down to when it was, uh, when I decided to retire from football, it wasn't because I was sick of playing football. Uh, you know, I still love football and always will. But I was just really excited to start executing on the next plan and see what was next. Um, and so when I left football, it wasn't just wasn't leaving football. It was, no, I want to go start this. I want to go, I want to go this different direction. Um, and it's been a ton of fun, man. It's been uh, all the things that, you know, starting a business should be. It's been stressful. It's been exciting. It's been uh, problematic. It's changed. It's, you know, all of these things. And, and uh, you know, that's made it really, really fun. No, absolutely, man. And you mentioned how a lot of athletes try to, um, you know, post-career try to utilize that entrepreneurial energy or spirit into building their own business. Um, you know, you, you mentioned Tom or, you know, does Tom ever reach out to you, you know, trying to build his brand or any other athletes uh, reach out to you? Because you're one of the more notable athletes that started a business and, and one of the more notable entrepreneurs that came out of the NFL um, you know, starting uh, Bledsoe Wine Estates and, you know, all that. So, I mean, talk, talk about, um, talk about, you know, feedback that you've gone from the league, maybe. Yeah. You know, the league is actually, um, it started while I was still playing and I think they've gotten better and better at it. The, the Players Association um, has, has started to do some things to support guys that want to be entrepreneurial in their, um, uh, in their next life after football. Um and so that's been helpful. Uh, I have talked to Tommy just a little bit, <coughs> excuse me, about um, 
just some of the stuff that we've done and, and uh, uh, you know, he's going to be successful at whatever he, he, he chooses to do. I know his TB12 deal is a th- something that he's really, really passionate about. And, and I've told him, you know, Hey, look, that's a, um, you know, a really, really um, cool thing that he's, that he's doing with his platform is to try to, to teach people to be healthier. You know I mean? What's a better endeavor than that? You know? Uh, I do remind him all the time that, that, you know, red wine is really good for you. You know, it's good for your heart. It's, you know, so he needs to incorporate that into his TB12 method. Yeah. It can't be all, yeah. it can't be all uh, carrots and Brussels sprouts. You got to have some friggin' red wine in your diet. Otherwise you're just not enjoying life. Um, but, you know, one of the things that, that, uh, that, that has been most meaningful for me that, that I hope that uh, more guys are, are uh, uh, trying to pursue is finding good mentors. You know, when I was playing ball, I had a ton of great mentors, coaches, players, um, and even guys that weren't directly involved with football. Uh, since I've been in the, in the business world, I've been able to develop some amazing mentors that have really helped guide me through a lot of the decisions we've made business-wise. Um, some inside the wine world and some from other walks of life and other businesses. Uh, but it's amazing when you ask successful people, um, they'll just tell you the answers. It's like, hey, I need the answers to this test. And you go ask and they will just literally tell you the answers. You don't have to go figure it out on your own um, if you just um, are willing to find good mentors and then ask them the questions. And then the important part is to actually listen. You know, like I said, as football players, we're 10 foot tall and bulletproof. We think we know everything. Um, And so sometimes it's hard to um, then adjust and sit back and listen um, but if you find good mentors, you can really, really accelerate the process. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I'm just curious, um, you know, what, what are the conversations with Tom like from a, from a CEO perspective or from a business perspective compared to as a teammate? What, uh, you know, as you look back on the conversations mm-hmm. you play with them mm-hmm. back then and, and today, what, what are some the similarities or? Yeah. Well, you know, Tom uh, was and is, and I think always will be, he's a sponge. You know, he really wants more information. You know, when he was young in the league, he was on practice squad the first year. And then he was, um, you know, it's kind of, people don't, people don't remember, but there was a lot of uh, debate and indecision in that second year as to whether he was going to be the backup or whether Damon Heward was going to be the backup. Um, But, uh, you know, Tommy, you know, through the, all the time that I was with him, he was always asking questions and I know that he's still doing that. He's, he's reached out a couple of different times with a, you know, with, you know, just minor stuff, just, you know, Hey, how do you, how do you approach this? What do you think about it? And uh, um, he's always seeking out information uh, from anybody and everybody that he can find it from. And, and I know that he's still doing that. He's reached out to me a couple of times, but I know he also has some other uh, really smart people around him that are helping to advise and, and helping him to build. Yeah, no, definitely. And people forget, man, like you were the one, like you were the one that threw that touchdown against the Steelers uh, mm-hmm. prior to, to Super Bowl 36, like without that throw, it wouldn't happen mm-hmm. you know, to Damon Patton, man. I'll never forget. Yeah. So uh, no, it was I mean, pretty fun. Yeah, it was I mean, pretty fun, man. It was pretty fun. And uh, yeah, it was nice of uh, nice of Tommy after he took my job. It was nice of him to at least sprain his ankle in the AFC championship game so I could play for a little bit. <laughs> Um, but uh, no, he's he's a good dude. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm I'm just curious. Uh, what was more of a more memorable Super Bowl for you? Uh, Super Bowl 32 or Super Bowl 36? Um, 
which one? well you know the the uh, the the first one that we played in uh, you know against the against the Packers you know w- when you make it to the Super Bowl and you don't win um emotionally it's worse than never getting there because you're so close and you can just touch it um and uh and then you know if it doesn't work out it's just it's a really painful thing so I I'm honest I've never watched that game I have never ever watched that game in my life and and uh don't think I ever will I just did no reason to you're that close um you know and then the uh the next one when uh you know we played in the uh the the, got to play in the afc championship game and and then uh we get to the uh the actual super bowl and i don't get to play man that one was really really painful uh too because like you know i was so happy for our team and so happy for you know the entire organization uh and just you know was ecstatic about that side of it but at the same time man that was my job, you know. I was supposed to be the one out there playing, and so that part was really painful um, for me personally, but but really gratifying as as for you know the rest of the team. Yeah, no, definitely, and you know I, I can imagine right like that that injury probably like helped you like build that entrepreneurial spirit even more. Like post, like um, you know, talk about like what's going on in your head, and maybe how that taught you to be even more, um, you know, maybe even persevere even harder and. and uh, you know, well, no, you know, I mean, yeah. when you get, to, when you, uh, when you, when you've been the, the guy for, for eight years, um, and then that's, you know, stripped away, um, yeah, it's, it's, it, it ain't fun, you know, um, but it did, uh, uh, it did, that was sort of when you, you know, for the first time recognize your menta- your uh, mortality, uh, and like, okay, yeah, I better have another plan for, for after this is over. Cause you know, I just signed a 10 year deal. I was going to be the quarterback in New England forever and ever. And, uh, and then all of a sudden I was gone. I was like, okay, well, I better see what else is out there. Uh, cause it, you know, now it's kind of hit me in the face that this may not last forever and ever. Um, and, uh, so I think that may have accelerated the uh, thinking process just, uh, in terms of, um, you know, figuring out what was going to, what was going to be next. Um, you know, and then the other part of it is it just, it just reinforced, you know, the way that I was brought up, which is, um, you know, you, you, you always have choices in life for how you handle things. And, and that one was personally very, very difficult, but um, you know, because I handled it what I think was the right way. Um, you know, now, you know, when I go back to New England, I'm welcome with open arms. I have a great relationship with the entire organization, starting with Mr. Kraft. He's been uh, a great friend through the whole thing. And so, um, you know, that part was, um, you know, that part was, was poignant, you know, where it's just like, Hey, you know, you're always going to be faced with choices in life, choices in business choices and everything that you do. And, um, you know, if you just try to do right, um, all the time, um, generally things work out for you. Yeah, absolutely, man. You're a legend for sure. Um, I mean, t- talk about that. Like, did any of your former teammates, uh, ask for your input in terms of starting a business as well? I mean, you know, cause you were always tied, your name was always tied with new England. Um, mm-hmm. when you went to Buffalo or Dallas, did, did anyone still have contact with you in terms of, Hey, you know, cause you already mentioned you were, had that mindset of business mm-hmm. in your career um any of your teammates know that of what oh yeah no yeah there's there been a there been a i just i got to spend a bunch of time with uh with ty law when we went to israel uh a year ago uh and he was just getting ready to launch his vodka business and uh you know really he was uh, again he was very inquisitive wanted to know you know what i felt like we'd done right and more importantly what i felt like we'd done wrong uh because you know, it's a but in, in, in business it's more about avoiding the big mistakes than it is finding the big successes you know you just can't screw it up uh, and then you got a chance. Um, so I talked with him quite a bit and I've talked with, you know, a couple other guys that, uh, um, you know, uh, there's a guy out here in, in Bend, um, 
that's uh, started a business and gone on to be really successful. We sat and talked a lot of times about, uh, um, you know, the inception of his business um, and, you know, how to approach it and, and, you know, what I learned from my experience. And, um, and I think he actually changed kind of his mindset uh, at the start of his business based on those conversations. And now it's allowed him to go on to be really, uh, you know, he's very successful now. Yeah, no, that's de definitely. I mean, can we see a uh, double back Ty Law collab here, or maybe even the <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, maybe we'll send, maybe we'll send him some uh, we'll send him some used wine barrels out. He can, uh, you know, age some vodka and some wine barrels or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see, man. We'll see. You, you mentioned TB12 too. Could that be a collab? I mean, it, hey, double back. Is yeah, we'll see. Man. Yeah, no, we'll see, man. We'll see. You know, I gotta I gotta convince Tommy that he's got to uh, incorporate some wine into the regimen, and then we'll see. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, do you feel like your credibility as a player also helped with that entrepreneurial success as well? I mean, um, you know, you're, you're a huge name on the field and off, right? So, like, mm -hmm, do you mm -hmm. feel like that uh, helped you incorporate it, that into business as well in terms of? Yeah, yeah, I think it, uh, um, you know, it can help, but it can also, but it can also be a hurdle to overcome because, you know, when you're an athlete and you come out and you started to the business world, people don't initially want to take you seriously. Um, you know, it's the view, especially with wine, they view it like, oh, he's just, it's just another endorsement deal. I'm like, nah, it's not really an endorsement deal. It's something I'm really serious about. Um, and so we have had, we've had to be really, um, you know, mindful of our branding message and, and how we present our, uh, our uh, story to the world. So people understand that this is, you know, it's not just a, you know, passing interest. This is something we're really serious about. And, uh, but it's definitely helpful. You know, you did, you, uh, you know, you get, uh, you know, access to publicity that other people don't get. Um, but then once you get that access and people know about what you're doing, uh, you better deliver because they're going to remember one way or the other. Right. So, uh, so we were always very, very careful about making sure that we've over delivered um, on things that we've done because people are going to remember it one way or the other. Yeah, no, for sure, man. I mean, is, is there a possibility that that double back could come to the Northeast? You know, like I'm ready, man. I'm ready for it. Like, yeah, we, we have to we send actually, actually, There you go. Yeah, no, we, uh, we actually, uh, Massachusetts, uh, is I think our third or fourth biggest state in terms of, uh, you know, our, um, wine sales, uh, still got a great following out there in new England. Um, and they're good to us. You know, we've, got, we've talked about potentially doing a wine bar out in that area somewhere, but we've got to make more wine first. You know, we, right now we don't have enough wine to support a wine bar out there. We're, right now, right now we, we're getting ready to bottle um, again here in another uh, couple of weeks. We've got some double back uh, in the bottle that'll be released in February. But as we're sitting here talking right now, I don't really have anything to sell, which is a good problem. You'd rather be sold out than, than be sitting on inventory. Um, but it's, it's a high class problem, but it's still a problem. So we got to make more wine before we uh, increase our presence out there in New England. No, absolutely. And hey, I'm here to promote it too, man. I'm here. I'll I love it. Go double back for sure. Um, I love it. Yeah, no. I mean, what's the relationship like with Boston today? I mean, when was the last time you were yeah. you were around here? Uh, I actually was just out there about a month ago. Uh, came out and did a couple of wine dinners. Did a wine dinner at Ray Borch restaurant in the North End, which was really fun. Great food. Uh, and... Uh, you know, it was kind of cool. It felt sort of normal. You know, we got to actually sit down and have dinner with some people. And, uh, and uh, it was really, really fun to be back there. But uh, the thing that's cool for me when I come back there now, you know, when, it, you know, when I was playing or when you're playing and you, you go someplace, you know, it's sort of a, it can be sort of a scene, you know, if you want, you know, 
back in the day they wanted autographs now they want selfies and all of that stuff but now when i go back it sort of feels like i'm an old friend that's coming back home you know some people on the street are like hey drew what's up man how are you good good man good to see you hey how's the wine business good you know so it's, it's sort of like i'm an old buddy coming back to the neighborhood um and that makes it really fun man i i, I like that uh i like that component of it a lot yeah no absolutely i mean hey terry rosier's your buddy too i saw him rub yeah there you go <laughs> yeah that was pretty funny man that was that was a that was a funny scene when that whole thing happened but it was really cool do you stay in touch with them now or did you No, nah, i haven't i haven't reached out to him here in a little bit um but uh you know i follow him on social media so i see what he's up to but i haven't seen i haven't seen much of him for a little while uh, that's hey drew thanks again for um taking the time i mean your career is legendary man and you know as a young college student as my, like myself trying to uh, start up my business and uh, this media company i really appreciate you taking the time and you know just trying to learn from the best right man so there you go there you go man i appreciate it man good talking to you bud yeah hey and if there's any way i can support feel free to reach out whenever so i really appreciate it keep killing right it. on dude hey and uh, best of luck to you man keep it going Thank you, man. Keep killing it. All right, buddy. See you. Peace. See you.